This call is being You recorded. are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, happy Monday, everybody, I guess, but uh, not in the traditional sense. Uh, difficult day here, um, obviously, through social media and going through the game today. The Cleveland Browns were dealt a difficult task. Um, fought, resilient, um, came up short. We're going to get into all this on your Lockdown Browns post-game show. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, at underscore Pete Smith, iTunes, Spotify, Lockdown Browns, all that good stuff. Uh, got a plenty to get here, and we will certainly do that here in a minute. Your Locked on Browns postgame show is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Uh, look, today was difficult, and we're going to break that down here in a minute. There's just no other way around it. But Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football, watching. I don't know exactly where to start. And obviously through social media and everything over the last couple of days, you've gotten, you know, Pete and I, you know, commenting, giving our thoughts here on the the blow the Browns were dealt going into this game today. Uh, down your, not even your top four, your top five wide receivers, because Odell Beckham Jr. is, you know, on injury reserve and not for the season. Uh, you, we knew we were going to start Nick Harris, but you ended up this morning with the news of Jedrick Wills, ill, unable to play today, uh, missing B.J. Goodson, kind of the play caller, quarterback of the defense, certainly the guy who gets everybody rallied together. Uh, Jacob Phillips also out. Uh, Pete, the task was tall, and it certainly for the first quarter and a half, half, Leading the third quarter, it didn't look like this team was up to it. Uh, they battled. Um, I think the offense did the best they could. Um, some of the miscues on defense, I think you can't, you know, write off to COVID. This was just the fact that, you know, there were still some of the same players out there and there were miscommunications. But all in all, I mean, you, they, they fought like hell, but, you know, inexcusable loss. Obviously, the opportunity to still make the playoffs by beating Pittsburgh at home next week. Um, will vault you over the Indianapolis Colts. Um, we were all hoping to have this put to bed by now, taken care of. But just a, an amazingly wild, crazy, I would say, 24 hours for the Cleveland Browns, which you know ends with a very difficult loss to the New York Jets today. Uh, look, they, they had every opportunity to win this game, and they, and they gave it away. Um, they dropped passes. They committed penalties. They didn't block. Um, I could give two shits about the fact that they didn't have their receivers. I care a lot about the fact they didn't block. Nick Harris was awful, like unplayably awful. Uh, he got away with a lot in the first week, and I was worried that, you know, with a week of tape, he would get uh, exposed, and he did. 
And it didn't matter who was across from fully footed. Kasi was outstanding, but they put in backups and they just crushed him. Kendall Lamb didn't look like he cared at times. And it's just the way he blocks, but he just stops his feet, lets things go around. Baker Mayfield didn't play particularly well at times, held onto the ball too long. But, uh, you know, whether Harrison Bryant dropping the ball, Kareem Hunt dropping two passes, you know, they didn't use a lot of stuff on offense. Uh, that are, is really effective for them until the second half, like screens. Uh, they felt they they held themselves prisoner by uh, by convention, and I think that was a huge mistake on their part. If you don't like your receivers, don't use them. Like Marvin Hall was useless. Move on. Uh, you know, I think uh, Jamarcus Bradley did really well for himself at times, uh, but. Like there were times where it was just putting dead dead players out there that the other team didn't have to worry about. You, you couldn't run the ball. You couldn't, uh, you know, do a lot of basic stuff that that should have been effective for you. And then defensively, you started, uh, you know, troubling at linebacker, and obviously injuries only made it worse. And they gave up two touchdowns. Um, on straight breakdowns, you know, and that has nothing to do with COVID. It was entirely just flat breakdown. They broke down on the, on the reverse pass and they broke down on the, uh, on that second touchdown where they ran like a pick play and that was left wide open. So, I mean, you factor in things like penalties that weren't called the right way or the fumble recovery that the Browns didn't get that would have been a touchdown and those things hurt, but they screwed themselves the entire game. Um, and they sort of let this thing get into their heads at times and, and it just wasn't very good, but they had countless opportunities. You know, the defense is awful and they got the ball back any number of times and the Browns didn't do enough with it. Uh, the first drive of the game drops i mean it just sort of set an ugly tone and and for a while they 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 got things going but just couldn't correct it enough uh you know it's 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 unfortunate i i I, there are things i can criticize with with stefanski i I have no issue with quarterback sneak uh there i do have an issue with nick harris uh getting drilled into the backfield and i have an issue with bigger mayfield not holding the ball my bigger issue is the fact that nick chubb was on the sideline if for no other reason, just to leave him there to, to sort of set that thing up. Uh, he was out a lot late, uh, and, and people will tell me how great Kareem Hunt is. He's not a very good running back. He's a good receiver. Uh, he doesn't see real well, and he makes things harder than they need to be. And there were some situations where I think Nick Chubb would have been far better off. Hell, Dearness Johnson has been more effective as a pure runner in very limited opportunities uh, than than Hunt has. So there were things that were just frustrating. But the bottom line is you needed a yard more or less than that, and you couldn't get it, and that's why you lose. And that's ultimately you know how you should lose. You, you can't get a yard, you should lose the game. And they ultimately couldn't get that yard. Um, for me, you know, maybe hard count. Um, you know, look, put Nick, put Kareem both in the backfield. Um, you know, have Janovich in the backfield. At least sell the idea of a run. Um, the QB sneak had worked already had already worked twice. And this going back to 2018 versus Tampa, I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, Baker doing sneaks, but 
uh, it was certainly working today. Pete, you know, from the, the coaching aspect, though, and, you know, and it's, look, it's difficult, and, you know, we can all have our issues with everything, but, I mean, when you're basically, you know, asked to make, you know, Christmas dinner and you've got, you know, some leftover turkey and some marinara sauce, it's kind of where this team was. It's, it, it's not like they had this news on, you know, Tuesday night where it's, all right, well, here's our game plan for the week. I mean, they were, you know, basically dealt this blow. Um, and look, you know, nobody's – I'm not trying to pat anybody on the back here. Either way, regardless of the person that was on the field, so that you should have won. But if it, it seemed once they got to the second half, they had more confidence in at least what they thought they could do. Um, but it was, I mean, they were dealt a serious blow here as far as, you know, guys they were missing. And it just seemed like either A, it was a depressed unit who felt like they, you know, were dealt the shorthand or it just took a while to feel what the Jets were doing. Because when you're a team that is, you know, one in 13, well, now two and 13, um, you're forever, you know, changing week in, week out as far as personnel. Uh, but it, it seemed like it took too long to get to, you know, having some success on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Like they just, they just struggled to get any kind of rhythm or consistency at too much. And, and there were plays that were just run short. Uh, weirdly, they, they had like a couple plays that were like two yard receptions. And that was like, seemed to be the design of the route. Um, I think Mayfield was late on some of those. I, I don't think he trusted what he was seeing in, in some respects. <laughs> And, and a lot of that was receivers. Uh, I don't think he trusted they knew where they were going enough. Uh, Harrison Bryant had some misreads as far as, like, what he's supposed to do in a given situation based on what the defense is doing. Um, so uh, there were just a lot of things that just were clunky. And you, you know, you hold on to the ball too long with your line compromised and bad things are going to happen. And they, they literally – came down on the ball uh, on multiple occasions. I mean, you, you have, you turned over the ball on your end uh, and you give up points that way. Uh, just any number of situations where the Browns offense needed to carry this team and they, they exacerbated a bad situation and, and dug the hole deeper. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of frustration. I, there's frustration that the fact they didn't run the ball better. They were bad, really bad at it. I don't know what they were going to do that was going to sort of fix that. Uh, but they were, they just struggled to get anything going on, on any, you know, sort of consistent level. It's a lot like what happened with the Giants. They didn't run the ball well. So they threw it every time. And maybe you can say that they did it too much. But at the same time, the, so many of the, the plays were there in the passing game. And they just didn't execute the, the few times that there was nothing there and they got a coverage stack or forced to throw away or something weren't enough of a problem to say to stop doing this. So, um, you know, it's frustrating that, that I thought I thought Njoku should have gotten the ball more uh, than than Bryant than Bryant did. I just think he offers more. There's just more athleticism. You, you get the ball in the hands. You feel like something is something going to something can happen and you know he takes two steps and it's like three yards um so that was frustrating it was a little frustrating that they never really spread out their running backs like Kareem Hunt was never really utilized as receiver never really utilized as just a 
turn and throw the ball type smoke screen stuff. I mean, you know, that type of stuff I think would have been potentially helpful, especially in a world where they need, uh, you know, where they have so many tight ends and, and they theoretically have size on the jets. It's just that type of stuff was frustrating. Uh, Defensive ends were great. You know, Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett were great. Uh, clearly, Miles Garrett is still not 100%, but they were really good. Sheldon Richardson was really good. Everything behind them uh, was a problem. Kevin Johnson may have written the end of his career in Cleveland with that game. <laughs> tackles. He can cover fine, but he, he his tackling is embarrassing. Uh, you know, and then Ward played well in terms of making a couple of plays on the ball and that type of stuff. Terrence Mitchell continues to be Terrence Mitchell. Their safeties are continue to be awful and and Mac Wilson can't play dead. And, you know, you had Tay Davis who's thrown in there and ran around till he got hurt. Sony Takitaki got hurt. Uh, you just sort of ran out of guys on that front. So it was, there's just a lot of things that went wrong and a lot of things that were self-inflicted wounds. They roughed the punter, you know, like that kind of stuff was just like, you just can't do that type of stuff if you're trying to come back and win a game and, and, and it, it's not like I blame Moffitt, you know, he, he took his angle and he tried to uh, sort of stretch out and reach for it. He just sort of landed uh, in, in an awkward spot. It, the call felt wrong in that situation rather than necessarily the play. And there were, there were a, a number of situations where it felt like the calls weren't, right for the situation. So, I mean, Kevin Stefanski's already said it. He was said he was outcoached. I, I, I think uh, in some ways he was. Uh, I, I think he got too conservative based on the situation. It's hard to blame him. You, you know, this all happens in 24 hours. You, you just sort of have to survive. Um, so it, it's tough from that standpoint. But it's certainly one I think the Browns can learn a lot from in term, from a coaching standpoint more than anything on what not to do. Uh, in those type of situations, they, they they get way too far away from what they normally do, and, and we're sort of afraid to just play their offense like they normally would. Uh, and you know, my biggest thought throughout this game is somebody's going to deal with this in the playoffs, uh, and it's going to ruin a season. Uh, and it and obviously theoretically it, it could for the Browns. My other question is is obviously with. What the hell happened that, you know, all these players were ruled out? Like, what was the breakdown there? It it happened in the building uh, that all these players got uh, got stuck for this. So, you know, as as much as everybody wants to blame the protocols and and how frustrating it is, you know, somebody screwed up somewhere and and there's there's got to be some accountability on that standpoint. So as much as this feels like, well, the, the NFL is sort of blame or, you know, making the Browns into victims. The Browns apparently did this themselves somehow, some way. So that, that, that adds to the frustration. Yeah. It certainly seems weird that your, you know, top four wide receivers were with your top linebacker, uh, I, I guess, so to speak in how this led to this. We're going to get to a little bit more here. Um, and, you know, obviously talking about you know, where um, this season still lies as far as playoff, you know, hopes for your Cleveland Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, on your postgame, Locked on Browns. Are you ready for some football? College football is headed to bowl season. January 1st, we have college football playoffs. NFL regular season is finishing up with playoff 
pictures becoming clearer and clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. Still plenty of games this weekend, whether it is Sunday Night Football, whether it is Monday Night Football, and of course all of your Week 17 action. As I said, college football playoffs are coming. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book expert. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at, at betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Bet online. Pete, a lot was going to be put on the defense today, and probably rightfully so with the change uh, you know, over the last you know, 18, 24 hours, however you want to put it. Uh, there were times where they were up for the task. Uh, there were times where maybe some batted balls, you know, balls overthrown by Sam Darnold. Um, but you really needed this unit to give you a turnover or two today. That never came to fruition. Uh, the tackling was at times not what it needed to be. And then you talk about Sione Takitaki, Tay Davis, these guys leaving the field after you already didn't have B.J. Goodson, after you didn't have Jacob Phillips. Uh, you know, as you had mentioned, Denzel Ward active, but you know, you, you kind of knew what the Jets were, and then you have you know guys you know bubbling each other over a a gimmick play, which you know the Browns defense got to be familiar with because their offense certainly runs a bunch of them, and you've probably seen them in practice. There was never anything the Jets truly did that was offensively that was just you know like killer, and he couldn't stop. Um, they kept it closer in the second half, but you needed a stronger effort from this defense with Denzel Ward out there with, you know, most of this defensive line intact, obviously other than Andrew Billings, you knew you had some worse, but you still needed a better effort from this defense. Yeah. Look, I mean, tackling it's, you know, the game, you know, the game of football gets pretty simple down to it what 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 really meant the difference in this game blocking and tackling that's pretty simple and the browns were beaten in terms of blocking and tackling and turnovers that's you know that's how you lose a game to a team like this you got out efforted you got uh you gave up the ball and you protected you, you didn't protect your quarterback as well as they did um you know and all those facets the browns were were worse and that's sort of the result. And obviously, you know, it's tough when you lose Jedrick Wills uh, due to illness. It's tough when you are on, you, you know, a rookie right guard who's not a guard. Um, but but those things still happen. And defensively, again, they didn't lose anybody other than Goodson and Phillips. These are guys who have been playing all season and have struggled with this. I mean, if you can't tackle some of these guys – you know, which is what we've been saying all year is they aren't, you just aren't an NFL player. Um, and that's really frustrating. And I think that's ultimately going to cost some guys, some jobs, certainly going to hurt some guys financially. 
Um, but you know, every week I deal with people who are like surprised the defense is bad. Like <laughs> every week, you know, the, the defense is bad. Like there's like a dis- needs to be a disclaimer before the game. The Browns' defense is really bad. Yes, Andrew Andrew Sandejo is the best they've got. They've played the other guy. They played the other guy this game, and he still sucks. They don't have enough guys, and they did everything everybody wanted them to do in terms of try to address things in free agency. They signed guys. They traded for a guy. They picked guys off other practice squads. This is the result. They need talent. They spent the whole offseason addressing the offense. That was supposed to carry them for you know almost the entire season it has but suddenly they're hamstrung at the the big you know the most key position group on their team offensive line and then wide receiver in this game and it was a huge stumbling block and you know, it, you know I, i'm seeing some of the most absurd takes as it comes to jarvis landry right now and how this proves he's the most valuable skill player on this team which makes me want to freaking shoot somebody you 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 have three receivers who have a combined total of zero receptions for this year. This is who you have. If this is your argument for why Jarvis Landry is a really necessary part of the team, you're a moron. Like Anthony Lima, right now, you are a moron. This is awful. It's just absurd. Nick Chubb is better than Jarvis Landry. Richard Higgins is better than Jarvis Landry this year. Like if I could have one guy, it's not Landry, it's Higgins. Like this is the insanity that that people who don't understand this game are are left to. Like the last thing the Browns needed was another slow moving underneath guy. They needed somebody who could do something down the field. Rashard Higgins may not be fast, but Jesus Christ, he's averaging like 17 yards or something in reception, and he's got like 11 yards per target. Like they even people's shows. Even Donovan Peoples Jones, he can get vertical. That's like, what they needed. They needed one or two shots vertical where this Jets defense couldn't crowd the box anymore. Oh, my God. Like, even right now, somebody's telling me that the best corner covers Landry. What year is this? 1993, Deion Sanders is covering freaking Jarvis Landry. Nobody's shadowing their corners to the freaking Browns receivers. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, just like – it's just insane that that this is where you get to. Like, you just – you, you come back to whatever preconceived nonsensical uh, thought process you had coming into this game. Like it's just insane to me that, that we're still dealing with this, that the Browns do not get enough out of their receivers and three guys with a combined reception total of, of zero coming to this game. And one of them still looked pretty good. And we're Bradley not- fought his ass off. And I'll tell you right now, Bradley may, you know, I, I, I don't know how much, but it's a guy that you can put on the field with a little bit of confidence. At least, you know, he has some idea of kind of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, Bradley's been here all year. Um, clearly, there were some times where, you know, the lack of reps played a role. But he really has that same skill set in terms of guys like Higgins and Landry. He's sort of that six one, hundred pounds. Yeah, he did all those little – those things those guys do. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it didn't really limit them uh, – from that standpoint. No, and you would have seen, like to have seen a little bit of, of, you know, obviously Melvin Hall. Um, but Pete, as far as, you know, what I'm seeing here, um, it is going into week 17. You know, Pittsburgh has won the AFC North. Um, and Pittsburgh winning today, guys, this was huge. <laughs> Astronomically huge. 
Um, we had talked about, you know, where, you know, Indianapolis could win, Browns win, week 17 for the division title. All that stuff's out the window now. Um, it's trying to punch it, you know, a ticket to the dance. Uh, the Colts have the Jaguars next week. The Browns are home for the Steelers. Um, you want to get to the playoffs. You're literally, I mean, there's no way around it. You have to physically beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home next week to have an opportunity to be a part of the 2020 NFL playoffs. Pete, am I wrong? Am I reading these tea leaves incorrectly? Uh, it, you know, Baltimore, Miami, they can fight it out. But for the Browns, it's win against Pittsburgh, and you're in. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the weird situation with the Pittsburgh Colts game was whoever lost, the Browns had an avenue in, but both avenues involved winning. So – if the Steelers had lost, then the Browns would, you know, had they won, you know, the, the, the Browns would have been able to play for the division. The fact that the Browns lost made it more important that the Colts uh, lost that game uh, because now the, the Browns can now clearly get in a wild card spot. Uh, that, that was sort of the weird tangled web with this. If both teams won, the Browns had a way in with the division. If the Browns lost, they needed the Steelers to win. So in that sense, it actually worked out better. If, if both teams had lost, the Browns were actually going to need help. Uh, so they do control their own destiny in the sense that if they beat the Steelers, uh, they will be in. Now, you know, there's no indication of what's going to happen in terms of what the Steelers are going to do with their players, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I, I would personally rather play a full-strength Steelers team because I think the Browns need to sort of slay that dragon. But without it um, – you know, if it's Mason Rudolph or whoever, they got to go out and win that game. And, you know, I didn't see any of this game against the Colts, so I don't know if, like, they actually fix things. My 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 base assumption is Phillip Rivers is somehow entirely responsible for this, uh, turning back into a pumpkin and handing them the game. But whatever it was, <laughs> the Browns now have to be, win that game. They're at home. You know, presumably they will have everybody back. Um, they'll get – you know, hopefully Ronnie Harrison back. Hopefully they'll get some of these other guys back and healthier. Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller hopefully will be back. Uh, Jedbrook Wills obviously would be back in that scenario. And then that they can a full-strength team will suddenly look the part again and can handle their business and get in the playoffs that way. Now, I mean, it's a difficult spot, and we're going to get to this a little bit more here as we continue on your post-game Locked on Browns. Um, it is a sad, sad, non-victory Monday. Uh, the opportunity was there, uh, even though it was a tall task, it was still there. Um, and Pete and I, we talk about this all the time when you look at schedules and, you know, oh, I see this 10 and four, 11 and five. And there's that, you know, perennial spit the bit game. And granted, it wasn't totally, you know, on the Browns. Uh, it's really difficult situation. And obviously the way it was stacked against them today. But, you know, still, the opportunities were there. We're going to get a little bit more here with Jeff Lloyd and Pete Smith. The Improved Bill Bar is even deliciouser. There are now 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The, the bars are low-calorie, 
low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile, your cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BillBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, the, with everybody coming back, the question for next week will be, you know, do you take this as motivation, understanding that you were dealt this crappy hand over the last 24 hours and, you know, other franchises, you know, have been allotted some things, but then there's also the Broncos who were screwed at the quarterback position and where you were talking about earlier, you know, who's to blame something seems amiss here that this many guys were involved, especially when it's not all on one side of the ball, you know, something obviously was a miss here where this many people were affected and now taken out of this game. But the Steelers team won today. Uh, I, I don't think it's much prettier than they've been putting out the last couple of weeks. How do you take this? I mean, it, 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 this is your one shot. A number one, uh, we've talked about for years with the Steelers. You will basically want to, you know, drag. You basically want to drive, you know, the stake through their hearts as being, you know, top shelf of the AFC North. But the other thing is, you know, do you turtle up after having this opportunity in front of you? Granted, you know, without some bullets for this one, there's only one way this goes, and this is going to set the tone. You know, most likely for your off season. Um, you know, do you have guys that you, you know, are you going to question whether or not it's all there? But I mean, this team needs to come out next week and they need to literally beat you know, the Steelers down. The Steelers are wounded. They're missing a lot of pieces. You know, yes, the Browns are missing someone. We'll see you know, who's actually there for it. But, you know, the Steelers are missing significant pieces. You got to go in there and it's your turf. It's your opportunity You've waited this freaking long. Go get it done. Well, I mean, you, you you have no choice other than to use it as motivation. If you're Baker Mayfield, who knows? Maybe we'll get a Tim Tebow-type speech out of this. If you're the receivers you didn't play or the linebackers didn't play, it's up to you to decide if you're going to take ownership for this and, you know, sort of make up for it or whatever. If you're one of the players who was on the field who, you know, played like ass, it's up to you to decide if you're going to, you know, sack up and, and, and resolve to play better. Uh, you know, it, I can't, you know, you, 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 this is what you wanted. You wanted the ability to, to sort of get in the playoffs by, by your own sort of destiny or however you you'd want to put it. You win, you get to go to the playoffs. Like there's, what else can you possibly need to get motivated? And the fact that you got smacked by the Jets the worst team in football, uh, even if it was under less than ideal circumstances, you ultimately gave them the game. Uh, there's nothing but motivation. So either, you know, and if you don't, you let this team beat you twice, then you deserve not to go to the playoffs. So those are your sort of your options. I mean, I, I, I know how this, you know, so many of these guys are programmed on this team. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield is, is obviously a guy who's, uses uh, this type of stuff as motivation anyway. 
but he's he's got an issue to address now within his own game. This is not his first issue with fumbling when it comes to sneaking, and that's that's got to be cleaned up. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm sure maybe Hard Knocks can fly in real quick and we get a, get a speech and and give Landry a raise or something. But uh, those guys all have to just resolve to be that better. I mean, Wyatt Teller, I'm sure, is is motivated. Jedrick Wills, I'm sure, is angry and, and wants to get out there. I mean, there's nothing, no shortage of, of reasons for this team to be amped up and want to play. And it's at home, and it's against the Steelers, and everything else. Win, go to the playoffs. You, you can excuse this, you can pretend it didn't happen, or you can use it uh, as, as fuel. You can watch the tape and learn from it. Uh, there's a lot that they can get improved from in this game. And I'm not going to tell anyone that this was somehow positive uh, that they're going to somehow get better from this, but it certainly, um, it certainly puts a fine point on the moment and what's at stake here. So it's up to them if they respond. I, I don't have any reason to believe they won't, but whatever excuses they have, they, they, they all got to go after this one. For me, look, you know, if you're any one of these four receivers who couldn't play today, and, you know, Kurt Darrell Hodge is obviously a predominant special teams player. Um, him, you know, thinking about his role, uh, whether it's Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, certainly Richard Higgins, whether, you know, Jarvis Landry factored in this equation, now you're truly fired up because this is the one that would have clinched it for you. And all this came down. Again, are you going to use this for fuel to be the absolute best you can be next Sunday versus the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, we all hope um, because it, it just seems so disheartening that with this, all of a sudden now this could be over. And, you know, as much as we were all thinking, you know, this is a team that's going to play in the playoffs, as we look at the NFC, which – whatever it is what it is but you know the afc a much more tougher road to climb especially with the dolphins and having to you know and for brian flores getting coach of the year thoughts for replacing the quarterback that maybe he should have just played that quarterback to begin with all that for another day uh but it, it's it hurts uh you know the the outcome of today uh understanding Yes, you weren't going at it with your full array of talent, but the opportunities were there, and it didn't take much to get this W today. And when it came down to that, you know, fourth and one QB sneak and the way it turned out, and uh, it, it's it's a blow. It's certainly a blow, but it doesn't mean Pittsburgh's not beatable. It doesn't mean if you get everybody back, you're able to go toe to toe with Steelers next week. And we'll see what Pittsburgh does, you know, as Pete mentioned, as far as, you know, who's playing, who's not, how much they're actually playing. And, you know, playoffs meaning more than regular season. And there's also the thought of, you know, the Steelers might not give the Browns a cookie because why would they? A million things to it. Pete, anything we missed? It's been a long time since we've done that. No, uh, I mean, again, we'll we'll see. The, the injury question with Shoney Takitaki is going to be one that bears watching. Obviously, he, he is a guy that has gotten better in his role. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, it's just the Browns are not victims of anything other than bad officiating, which is 
everybody is a victim of, and obviously was a huge factor in this one. But the Browns had the chance to win the game, all kinds of chances, and they spit the bit. So, and that's where they're at. They haven't done this much this season. Um, certainly, this is the most aggravating example of it. Uh, but they've got their chance to to sort of get this right and go to the playoffs. If they don't, it's their own fault. Well, you know, you want it, go get it. The opportunity still exists. They still control their own destiny through participating in the 2020 NFL playoffs. And that's where it's at. Um, as much as today is disheartening, uh, you know, look, you've gotten a favor. You had a favor from the Cincinnati Bengals. It didn't turn out. You've now been given another favor from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you want it, go get it. There's no other way around it. And, you know, look, 10 and 6, first year with all this going on, it's not the worst thing in the world. But, man, it, it would be be really, really sour to be this close to tasting playoff football and for it to all fall apart this way. He is P. Smith, Browns Digest, uh, sportsillustrated.com. Make sure you're checking everything out over there. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show itself at Lockdown Browns. DMs are open. Follow back account, as you all know. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you drop those ratings. Make sure you drop those written reviews. And again, tough day. Um, I think everybody certainly expected a more positive outcome. Even with you know the uh, the amount of you know negatives the Browns were given going into this game, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.